Thank you for downloading this podcast of Andy's Movie Mashup from GFM 107.1. For rights reasons, the music has been removed, so it's just me talking. Enjoy. Now, that was Tina Turner with We Don't Need Another Hero, theme tune from uh, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. I think possibly the most Mad Max film ever made, if you know what I mean by its look and feel. Anyway, welcome to another movie mashup on GFM 107.1. On this week's show, going to be talking about a movie called You Were Never Really Here. That's uh, Lynn Ramsey's latest uh, with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, a movie called Self Slash Less with Ryan Reynolds and Ben Kingsley. And Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Uh, so a bit of an um, eclectic mix this week. Also the usual features, movies that are on TV this week, what's on at local venues, some DVD picks... Not very much news about the Good Robot Andes. I uh, haven't had one for a month now, but we should be recording on Monday. Uh, but here's some more music. This is Dion Warwick, or Dion Warwick, as I think she's otherwise known, with a track from Behind the Candelabra, which is one of my TV movie picks of the week. This is called Deja Vu. Okay, so first movie this week is You Were Never Really Here. It's a 2017 American thriller film written and directed by Lynn Ramsey and based on the book of the same name by Jonathan Ames. The film stars Joaquin Phoenix, Ekaterina Samasonov, Alex Manette, John Doman and Judith Roberts. So this was finished, I think, last year, maybe earlier this year. Uh, it was released to Cannes, or at least screened at Cannes last year, to, I think, a seven-minute standing ovation. Lynn Ramsey won Best Screenplay and Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor at Cannes last, last year. It was, it was released in the UK in April. Oh, no, sorry, March this year. Um, so this is uh, the follow-up to uh, We Need to Talk About Kevin, which was released, I think, like 2012. You know, Lynn Ramsey doesn't make many movies. She pretty much does what she wants to do on her own terms, which um, means that, you know, unless you're willing to kind of compromise, you make fewer films, but what films they are. Um, we need to talk about Kevin is fantastic. It's harrowing, yes, but it is fantastic. Uh, and You Were Never Really Here is also quite harrowing, but also quite fantastic. So music by Johnny Greenwood, uh, Tom, uh, cinematography by Thomas Townend. Uh, and the plot is, it's a 90 minute film. So the plot is pretty slight. But it doesn't really matter. Uh, so um, Joaquin Phoenix plays a character called Joe, who is a hired gun who rescues traffic girls using brutal methods against those responsible. He cares for his elderly mother in his childhood home in New York. He has graphic flashbacks to his childhood and past in the military and FBI and has suicidal thoughts. So this is a um, a hardcore character. You know, he is he has deep psychological problems and uh, but could possibly be the perfect man for the kind of work that he does. Um and one day he is approached with a large sum of money to go and rescue the daughter of a New York state senator. Go and rescue his daughter from let's say, some bad men. Uh, he does this and then gets, let's say, embroiled in 
just a, a corruption of the highest order, stuff that he would never have expected to happen from, you know, a simple rescue mission. His weapon, of, his weapon of choice is a hammer rather than a gun, although he does use some guns in the film. And this movie is bloody and visceral and absolutely magnetic. So, so Wiccan Phoenix has, you know, an amazing screen presence. And he brings all of that sort of, I would consider as quite shambling, bear-like presence. He's got a big old grey beard. Uh, he is a force to be reckoned with in this film. Uh, although you do feel feel fear for his safety at some points. Um, it's emotionally resonant. It, it's unlike anything I think I've ever seen in terms of its tone. Um, I gathered, you know, listening to Lynn Ramsey talking about the film, that they shot some of it guerrilla style on the streets of New York. So, you know, they didn't get permission to shoot. They just sort of rocked up somewhere and shot some stuff using a small camera and that all adds to the ambiance of the of the movie um it's quite something i think if you didn't see this uh, i shouldn't think it got a very wide release it's i would consider it to be sort of an art house action movie um thriller type thing um i shouldn't think it got a very wide release it is fantastic if you didn't see it i'm really glad i caught up with this recently because um I think it might be not just one of my films of this year, but one of my one of the best films I've ever seen, ever. That's high praise. Um, yeah. As is, we need to talk about Kevin. So, um, fantastic stuff. So on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 87%. And the consensus says, Bracingly elevated by a typically committed lead performance from Joaquin Phoenix... You Are Never Really Here confirms writer-director Lynn Ramsey as one of modern cinema's most unique and uncompromising voices. Yeah, it's great. If, you, um, if you're in the mood for something that's going to get in your head a bit and mess with your psyche, this is the film for you. It is, it's, like pure, it's pure fantasy. Uh, it's 90 minutes long. You know, it won't take up very much of your life if you don't if you don't like it. It's lean, it's hungry, it's fantastic. And it's rated 15. I'm going to play a track from the soundtrack. Uh, this is Charlene with I've Never Been to Me. Okay, so next movie is uh, Self Slash Less. It's a 2015 American science fiction action thriller film directed by Tarsem Singh, produced by Ram Bergman and James D. Stern written by Alex and David Pastor. The film tells the story of a business tycoon and billionaire named Dam Damien Hale, who's played by Ben Kingsley, who is diagnosed with a deadly illness. However, he manages to somehow save his life with the aid of Professor Albright, who's played by Matthew Good, who transfers Hale's consciousness into a new, younger body. So the film stars Ryan Reynolds, Natalie Martinez, Matthew Good, Victor Garber, Derek Luke, and Ben Kingsley. So this came out in 2015. So it's been out for a little while. Actually, I watched it with my son. We were going through Netflix trying to find um, sort of 12 rated stuff that I thought might be suitable. And we came across this and thought, OK, we'll give that a go. Um, so directed by Tarsem Singh, who's made some interesting movies. Uh, most notably, I think The Cell is um, was I think perhaps his debut back in the day. 
And then there was a movie called Immortals with uh, Henry Cavill that I enjoyed a great deal. He's known for being a visual stylist, for being quite surreal in his execution of things. So I had high hopes for this movie in terms of its, you know, its visual styling and the plot. So the plot is that Ben, ben Kingsley is dying. He is, you know, a rich tycoon type. He gets approached by Matthew Good's company who claim they can save his life. And um, the procedure that they do is to transfer his consciousness into Ryan Reynolds' body. And when he asks about Ryan Reynolds' body, they say, well, he's not actually human. He's kind of a construct. He has no memories of his own. That turns out to be a lie. In fact, Ryan Reynolds is a deceased former sort of special forces type operative. And... um, the two consciousnesses start to clash. That's essentially the plot. It sounds really interesting. Um, Certainly when I was telling my wife about this, she was quite intrigued by it. I have to say, though, that the execution is not as interesting as the plot would suggest. So the film doesn't really know what to do with itself. You know, it doesn't really know whether it's a a sort of psychodrama or an action movie. And as a consequence, it, it goes for too much action and, an, and not enough stuff about consciousness and the, you know, the idea of, about who are we actually if there's somebody else inhabiting our body. Um, that stuff is not really addressed very well. Um, there are a couple of moments of uh, visual, you know, sort of interesting visuals that were quite arresting, but there's not enough of them. Uh, and for the most part, this is pretty pedestrian, pretty pretty pedestrian-looking stuff, I would say. I think that Ryan Reynolds has proven, proven himself in more recent years to be a very engaging performer. Uh, but in this case, he's not really very good in this role. And um, uh, I think that... His performance is a little bit flat, and that might well be because he was struggling with the material. Because you know, we know he can, he, we know he can put in a good performance in a film if he tries. Uh, so uh, disappointing, interesting idea, not good execution overall, not very good. So you know, if you spot this on Netflix and you're looking for something twelve rated, I'd say give it a miss, which is a shame because because um, you know, having looked through the sort of sci-fi section of Netflix there isn't a lot that's 12 rated that's any good this is one of the things that's no good so it received generally negative reviews from critics despite receiving some praise for its original premise the movie was criticised for the generic execution and lack of character development so Rotten Tomatoes has a 19% rating and the consensus reads it boasts a potential packed premise but does frustratingly little with it Settling for lacklustre action at the expense of interesting ideas. That's pretty much what I said. Yeah, maybe I should just read that out for more reviews, but then you wouldn't get to hear me rambling on about how great or terrible something is. Um, so, yeah, it's not great. I think Tarsem Singh is an interesting filmmaker who has made some interesting movies, and this is not one of them. I guess this was a, oh, I need to pay my mortgage this year. Maybe I should make this film and not really worry about whether it's any good or not. 
uh, and it's rated 12. So the next movie is uh, Jumanji colon Welcome to the Jungle. It's a 2017 American adventure comedy film directed by Jake Kasdan, written by Chris McKenna, Eric Summers, Scott Rosenberg and Jeff Pinkner, based on a story by McKenna. So this is part of the Jumanji franchise. The film is a sequel to 1995's Jumanji, which was based on the 1981 children's book of the same name by Chris Van Allsburg. It pays tribute to Robin Williams, the star of the first film, by mentioning his character's name. In addition, a replica of the board game piece used by Williams' character also appears as a clue for the Jumanji game's new players. So the film stars Dwayne Johnson, Jack Black, Kevin Hart, Karen Gillan, Nick Jonas and Bobby Cannavale. And set 21 years after Jumanji, it follows four teenagers who are transported into the video game world of Jumanji and play as their own chosen characters. Joining another player, they must overcome the game's magical powers to win and return home. So this has had a twist in terms of, uh, you know, the original movie is largely set in our world, but the elements of the game come into our world and sort of wreak havoc in the house where Robin Williams lives, or his parents live. Um, So this one is mostly set in the world of Jumanji, so we see what that is like, what it's like playing in there. And, um, you know, it's got a pretty good cast. I think that's a very charismatic, interesting cast. So uh, in the real world... Um, the characters uh, who will go into Jumanji are two men, two girls and two boys, so two men and two women. But what they end up with is um, they change gender when they're in there, which is interesting and uh, you know causes some hilarity. That hilarity kind of disappears after a while. It's like, okay, you've done that gag now. However... Um, I didn't really expect a sequel to Jumanji, to be honest. I think I think my feelings about Jumanji have been... I think I made them felt pretty clearly. I think that it's okay as a movie. I think that uh, Zathura, A Space Adventure, is slightly better film. You know, it's, that's sort of based on a story by Chris Van Allsburg as well. And is a similar kind of premise. Um, I think that uh, Welcome to the Jungle is a sequel that I didn't see coming, but is actually pretty good you know it's got some um, thrills and spills nice action scenes it's fairly fast moving i would say that it drags its feet occasionally i think that bobby cannavale is entirely wasted as a bad guy in terms of the fact he doesn't get much screen time and when he does he doesn't really register um but i think that the ideas on display here are interesting and um, But mainly, if you want to go and see a film like this, you want to be entertained and you want it to be fun. Because it came out in uh, December last year and uh, did very, very well at the box office. Took £961.7 million, which is, you know, not to be sniffed at. And um, it's good. It's fun. It's. I still don't think that the premise and the... Um, like the concept behind this has really been properly exploited. I still think there's something slightly missing from it. But you know, if you are going to watch, if you are going to have a movie like this, and you're going to have a cast, it might as well be this cast. So The Rock is lots of fun. Karen Gillan is good in support. Uh, Kevin Hart, who's an actor that I've, I've 
I've struggled to enjoy on film. I sometimes find him he's a bit too in your face, but actually in the case of this movie, he's very funny. And Jack Black is Jack Black and just um, is just uh, rather wonderful. So, yeah, it's good fun. It's good fun. And as the synopsis said, it does feature a tribute to Robin Williams, which is uh, very nicely done, actually, I'd say. And, um, yeah, it's pretty... I'd say it's pretty good. And if it was on television, I probably would watch it. And certainly, in terms of family entertainment, it it's a PG, so it's good. On Rotten Tomatoes, it has a rating of 76% which says it uses a charming cast and a humorous twist to offer an undemanding yet solidly entertaining update on its source material. There is another one coming, apparently. So for, for I think, next year, um, they are coming out with another one. So um, they'll be going up against Star Wars yet again. And it's rated, as I said, PG. DVD picks. So uh, this is, these are things that are available now or will be available from next Monday um, some fairly big releases so we've got Red Sparrow with um, Jennifer Lawrence directed by Francis Lawrence who directed the latter three uh, Hunger Games movies um, this had mixed reviews um, I'd still be interested to see it because I like his work and her work uh, Lean on Pete is out that's supposed to be very good and uh, Disney's A Wrinkle in Time, which I think didn't do that well at the box office, mainly because I think the marketing marketing campaign was pretty terrible. But uh, that does look very interesting. A female-led sci-fi action fantasy movie. Um, maybe that's why it didn't do well. Maybe all the man-babies threw their toys out the pram yet again. Thank you for downloading and listening to this podcast from GFM 107.1. Don't forget that you can follow me on Twitter at Cockers underscore 97 and on my Facebook page, which is Andy's Movie Mashup.